0: Welcome to Home, Space, and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. Hey, thanks for joining me today. In this episode, let's discuss aesthetics and functionality in our home's as it pertains to our free time. Once upon a time, there wasn't even such a thing as free time or leisure time. As recently as 1940, nearly half of the houses in this country lacked plumbed hot water, a bathtub, or a shower. Not kidding. Over a third of houses didn't have a flush toilet. And as late as 1960, over 25% of the houses in 16 states didn't have complete plumbing facilities for reals. Beginning in 1940, the census survey started asking questions about the housing stock in the United States. And that's where this data came from, by the way. In the 1950s, microwaves were developed, Washing machines and dryers started becoming mainstream, and not long after, TV dinners were a thing. Suddenly, we had leisure time. Which, by the way, meant it was no longer a 24-7 job to feed and care for your family. And by care for your family, I'm using air quotes here, I mean... Like plant crops, harvest them, can and freeze for the winter, hand wash all the dishes and the laundry, and then sometimes rehang it because it started raining. So we started enjoying leisure time at an unprecedented level. Our activity levels decreased, and this is when the national weight gain began. People were so excited to have like a moment to sit down and enjoy this new thing, this new entertainment form that was coming along called television, that they didn't really consider it on a larger scale. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? So it happened gradually, and content became more risque, more shocking, more death and destruction appears on TV these days. But because we grew up with TV, generations later we still haven't stopped and intentionally each taken the time to say what should i fill my free time with what would fill my soul and make me feel energized and more alive and have i made space in and around my home for activities that positively impact my life don't misunderstand me i enjoy watching tv just as much as the next person but i do notice when i watch nightly news too many days in a row i feel more anxious more gloomy. When I've watched Dateline, sometimes I have bad dreams, you know. No one thing, like TV, for example, can be blamed for our weight gain as a country or our anxious minds that lead to the inability to get a good night's rest. It's accumulative, it's all the things converging. But the older I get, the more interested I am in history. I have put an entire timeline of how we got here in America with our housing, our square footage, the technologies, and other interesting tidbits. I put it in a blog post on my website for you to check out to show you just how recent all this stuff has come along. The author J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote The Fellowship of the Ring, said all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. During the time just before mainstream TV, a few households maybe had it, but people used to compare themselves to the neighbors and they would aspire to be those neighbors who had the most. Honey, look, Fred and Barbara got the new Chevy Bel Air convertible. The phrase keeping up with the Joneses as an American expression was actually coined in 1913 with a comic strip, if you can believe that. So when you combine all of this, All of this, all of this. The increase of free time over the past few generations combined with the increase of home size and the lack of intentional thought and consideration about what we should actually fill this free time with because at the end of the exhausting day, let's face it, we're just on autopilot. We just want to shut our brains down. We turn on the TV and we feel like we should be keeping up with the Joneses or we turn on the internet by lifting up our phones and we have a measuring stick of a picture-perfect Instagram home. We are connecting with family and friends less in real life, and we haven't thoughtfully set our homes up for positive, spontaneous moments. This all mashed together equals a feeling of emptiness and the desire for more quality. If you feel down and depressed, ruminating on murder cases and other negative stuff, perhaps examine how your valuable time might just be differently spent. You use your time once and it doesn't come back. That's it. Yesterday is over. So how you pass your time is kind of a big deal. Spending it on the journey of making your space more enjoyable, thinking of things in a positive way, could be a fun exercise Err. think exercise actually can be a bad word, so let me rephrase that. It can be a fun journey. I'm going to apply this to myself. I've always been attracted to macrame. I think it would be so fun to learn how to do that. Also, gardening is one of my most favorite ways to spend an afternoon, but we live on a tiny plot of land, but I still have figured out how to manage a little raised herb planner on my front porch so that I can go out and cut whatever I need when I'm preparing dinner. It's so gratifying. There are projects that we can embark on for fun that result in a finished product that adds to the enjoyment of our everyday life. I also want to touch quickly on the concept of who you are and sometimes what you've done in the past, you do not because you've considered it, and decided that's how you should spend your time, but because you say, well, this is what I do every night. This is just who I am. But you don't have to be who you first were. So long as we are breathing, we are still able to grow and learn and embrace adventure. We can question like every single thing we do out of habit. You could wake up tomorrow and start living a much more rich life. The important thing, I think, to keep in mind is that there's no such thing as perfect. I like to remove that word from my conversation if at all possible. Like when I praise my son about some sort of project he did, I'm trying to say, wow, that's a really great effort. Well done. Instead of, wow, that's perfect. Because I don't want to give him the impression that perfect is a thing. Not in a leisure activity, not in a home, not in a person. I mean, unless we're talking about Mother Nature, that's pretty much it. It's a loaded bad word on so many levels. On a side note, speaking of Mother Nature, um, I think that's why having some form of greenery in or around our home is so, so comforting. Unphotoshopped perfection. Plants, lawns, trees, flowers. Um, Mother Nature is the real deal. So anytime you can incorporate more of that into your world, It can add so much beauty and possibly a hobby, right? If you enjoy it. Spending leisure time we have in a different way can in and of itself be a fulfilling journey. I mean, how fun is it to imagine what might fill you up? Do you want to learn calligraphy? In this day of the interwebs, I mean, you can learn anything right from your lap. My son and I recently started painting rocks for real. Took a class with my girlfriend this last November. She enrolled us as a birthday gift and we went and I had so much fun. It's a blast to make a beautiful like mandala on a rock that sits on our planter as a reminder of quality time with my son. And seriously, rocks are what I'm using and um, they're free. After a bit of research, I figured out there's an entire following of people who love Posca paint pens, P O S C A, Posca. And when you have that kind of control over your paint and pen form, it's so enjoyable. Like you don't have to be a professional painter to make amazingly beautiful rocks. I tell you this riveting story about rocks, not because. Whatever you slow down to do, regardless of what you're trying, is like more fulfilling than what you were doing before without the thought put into it. We can paint rocks slowly. It's not about finishing. It's about sitting at the table together, sometimes quietly, sometimes chatting up a storm. But we're doing something together. I used to love board games as a kid. A couple years back, I was in the middle of a toy aisle shopping for my son's birthday or something. I don't remember. And I wondered aloud to myself, why in the heck did I ever stop playing games? I promptly then stocked up on age-appropriate games that we could enjoy as a family. I loved Clue like so much. I loved Clue. Do you know that they now have a Clue Jr.? Yep. Figure out who ate the cake and in what room. Cutest thing ever. Do you have a game night? Do you have a family cook night? We had our first family cook night last weekend. And it was so much fun. We turned on Billie Holiday Radio by Pandora. Got out a new recipe I had found in a magazine. And we made the most delicious homemade tomato soup from scratch, obviously, that I have ever had. We even did homemade croutons with our leftover bakery bread. We all wanted like third helpings. It was that good. So a couple of things can be extracted from this. I was so warm and full in my heart by the end of that evening because we had enough room for the three of us to move around in our kitchen and create a meal that we could enjoy together. The ambiance was right Ample lighting, good music that easily fell into the background without dominating our attention. And we had a place we could all sit and talk about the process and our day. When you think about your home in terms of leisure time activity, does your space support you? Do you have the right home for the things that you enjoy or the things you want to try? Also, What I wanted to point out here is we made the mundane activity of cooking dinner into a leisure activity. Appreciating mundane activities in our daily life enhances our experiences. But what is required is that you make a big deal out of the little things. Like I put music on, lit a candle, got the lights right. My husband joined in on making it a big deal with his words. He was It's family cook night and, you know, woohoo, kind of made it so exciting for our six-year-old. He doesn't especially even like to cook, but he told me at the end of the night he really enjoyed that evening because we made it a thing. An everyday chore can be turned into a leisure time activity used to connect with the people you love and to improve your quality of life. I think I actually want to say that again because it's kind of a big deal. An everyday chore, like the stuff that you might normally dread or hate or just not be fond of, could be turned into a leisure time activity, aka fun, enjoyable, pleasure, used to connect with the people that you love and improve your quality of life. If the clothes need to be folded, maybe you set a precedence that we all fold together so it goes fast. We're a team anyway, right? And we help one another. Maybe your new hobby is working on a thing that makes your home more beautiful or functional. Collectively, find common interests and see if those interests could support a project in which you make your home more beautiful or functional or both. There's something to be said for paying attention to everyday experiences. Like... We make coffee every day in our household. Do you think about the coffee you've chosen to buy? Or are you buying it because it's just what you always buy? Oftentimes I wish I could just go up to a coffee booth and sample like 17 different brands. Have you sampled others for fun? Or do you love the coffee maker you use or the cup that you drink from? Speaking of coffee cups, we bought a couple of those reusable white cups from Starbucks that look exactly like the cardboard white versions with the lids that Starbucks has always been known for. I found that my husband and I keep using these cups like the same ones every day. I would go out of my way and wash them every night to be sure that we could use them again the next day. Finally, I kind of had to come to Jesus with myself about my coffee cup shelf and my cupboard. I had like 10 coffee cups that sat in my cabinet, but we were using two every single day. It felt so good to get rid of half of them and free up room by gifting them forward to someone who needed them on the Buy Nothing Facebook page. I still have extras for when company comes over, but my coffee cup shelf is now neatly organized and less of a hoarding situation. Give thought to your everyday experiences and eliminate the noise. I had cups precariously stacked on top of cups. Um, why? No idea. I guess that's just what we'd accumulated over the years without giving it any thought. So I'm encouraging you to take everything surrounding your time at home into consideration. And gift forward your extra coffee cups. (laughs) Things that fill us up and make us feel whole are things like connecting with one another. And that might be done by turning an everyday chore into something more special, like family cook night. How do we tweak our homes to facilitate more of what fills us up? A little housekeeping note, every time you hear this, it means there's questions coming that you can write down. So when you hear that music in the middle of the podcast, grab a pen, write down the questions, and then let them marinate for a bit. What one space can I focus on this week that I can make a tangible difference in? How can I make it not only more beautiful, but more importantly, more functional in a way that brings me or my family more pleasure or satisfaction? I'm a fan of dual purpose things and spaces, for sure. So whenever you're thinking about what you can do in a space, think about how many things you might be able to use it for. Think about hobbies that you and your family enjoy and pick one to create a more aesthetically pleasing space for that to naturally happen in with less effort from you. For example, if you love doing a puzzle, where do you keep them? Is there a spot that you can easily pull them out and work for a few minutes? Or is there a place that won't be in the way of your daily activities? Putting your needs and desires at the center of your change is so important. Create micro environments where you feel comfortable. Start with like one corner of your bedroom and make it the most wonderful spot to read in the whole house. Consider the lighting, the lamp, the positioning of it, the chair. Is there a place to set your tea? Is it near a window so that you could open it up? Could the chair be just big enough to snuggle in with your little one and maybe read a story before bedtime also? Maybe your goal is to be more available to chat with your neighbors. So assess your front porch. Create a comfortable space there for reading a book or crocheting or whatever you do so that when they walk by with their dogs, you can say hello. Is there an extra chair so maybe you could invite them to sit down and enjoy a glass of something with you? Simple little things matter. But locking yourself in your home or behind giant fences don't facilitate connectivity with people. Take a few minutes to get quiet. Listen to your inner voice. You don't always have to have something on like music or TV. Silence is okay. It gives your heart space to speak to you. Listen, have tea, open a window, breathe deeply, put your hands in the soil, whatever suits your fancy. Speaking of getting quiet, have you tried meditation? It seems intimidating, I think at first, but I love the app called Headspace. If you've never tried meditation, I recommend checking it out. It walks beginners through like what it is, why it's beneficial, how to do it, etc. cetera. Um, it's a practice. You won't be perfect, perfect is not a thing, but it allows you to be quiet enough to hear what your heart desires. Everything is connected, everything. So everything is worth slowly considering and how you spend your minutes at home adds up to hours and days and months and a lifetime. So care about the quality of your minutes, care about the space that you spend those minutes in, and listen to your heart's desires. I'm an idea person, so I'm going to just throw some stuff out there for fun. Host a rock painting party for the neighbors. Pick a recipe like, I don't know, a giant stew, for example, and invite 14 people to come and bring the 14 different ingredients, like collectively make the stew and then I don't know, play a game of Scrabble or sample the wine that you've been brewing. The sky is the limit here, and I can't wait to hear about what spaces you're thinking of in your home and when connectivity might happen in those areas. What is your inner voice telling you you should try out? And at what point are you going to start listening to it? Once upon a time, not very long ago, I kept thinking, I should do a podcast. And I'm like, I have a million things going. Who has time for that? But I kept thinking on it. And my quiet little, you should do a podcast podcast, Voice got louder and louder until the point where I just couldn't ignore it anymore. At some point, you have to listen to the calling of your heart. When you wake up tomorrow morning, do something quiet for the first bit, even if it's only for a couple of minutes, just something for yourself. Think about what you would enjoy adding to your home. A space for what? Light a candle, invite your neighbors to coffee, or put some tea on. Have happy hour on the porch. Just consider what you're doing with your valuable, valuable time. Time is really all we have. It's the only thing you can't buy. Thanks for listening today. Here's a virtual high five for taking baby steps and creating a home that thrives. If you happen to live in the greater metro Portland area and you'd like to hire me as your home coach or as your realtor, reach out to me through social media or on my website spaceandreason.com. I'll see you back here for the next episode.